0: This is the Cafe American podcast. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. I talk about so many, many things. Most of the time, actually 100% of the time so far has been about politics because that is my bread and butter. I've run for public office. I've done radio for three years on terrestrial radio, not podcasting. I am not a fan of podcasting, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, I did start a blog, you can find me, Chris Michaels, on vocal.media, and you can read all of the brilliant things in your own mental voice, all of the wonderful things that I say week after week. And I'm going to start doing more lengthy podcasts. It's part The reason why I only do 20-minute podcasts instead of hour-long podcasts or two-hour-long podcasts is because I basically have a lot of influence from terrestrial radio. So what happens when you go on the radio? You, you, you sit there, you get on the radio for, at the top of the hour, and you talk for about two minutes and then a commercial break, and then you talk for about eight minutes and then a commercial break, and then two minutes, commercial, eight, two, and, and go on, so on and so forth. That's how I was trained. So, I mean, for me to go on for 15, 20 minutes at a time, it just doesn't feel right, but whatever. I'm going to start doing Hour-long podcasts, uh, but it's not going to be today. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, but I am—I I am a rich pageant of interests. I, I'm a very complex individual. So not only do I talk about politics, but I also talk about metaphysics and energy work and ancient cultures that I- that are not mainstream. But thankfully, there are a lot of brilliant people out there that are starting to bring uh, where mythology ends and culture begins, and you can where you can find, you can find these brilliant pieces of architecture that should not exist according to the people in the ivory towers in the Ivy Leagues. Uh, basically, if you proved them wrong, that would destroy their life's work. And without a doubt, there is a conspiracy that basically says if it is, allows the Bible to be proven or if it lo- allows any sort of mythology to be proven and it being something uh, maybe a ruin or, uh, or or mythical beasts like a dragon woo if that is found or a giant hint hint or a giant and that is found that enables the Bible to be proven specifically in Genesis when it says, in those days, giants roamed the earth. And if you read the apocryphal stories, you find out where those giants came from. And if you read the akashic records by uh, not by anybody, but uh, Zechariah Sitchin kind of uh, touched on that. And by the way, you don't want to read Zechariah Sitchin? You want to read the clip notes? Because if you try to read Zechariah Sitchin, that is dry. I live in a fucking desert and I'm dry, and Zechariah Sitchin's work is even drier than that. I'm dealing with 117 degree temperatures, and Zechariah Sitchin's work is even drier, but it's chock full of information. Anyway, there is a conspiracy that says if anything is proven, or if anything is found that proves the Bible or mythology, cover it up. Block it. Thankfully, this is being changed. I recently took a uh, a hike in the wilderness so i i decided to breathe in some of the fresh mountain air in arizona and i went off into sedona sedona is a massive massive energy vortex with multiple vortices inside of it so you're you're you have vortexes within vortexes within vortexes talk about a vanilla sky moment and generally what happens when you go up there your energy shifts completely uh, the people that you go with your relationship to them changes you you you'll either uh become so in tune with one another or what happens often is that you butt heads you end up not liking one another for a day or two if not forever uh so I went there and I looked at all of what was around me i I, I hiked a creek so there's a little stream and then it's like a it, it, it's um it, it, it's like it's a canyon pretty much. you're hiking within a canyon and and you're you're crossing the stream back and forth. you can walk up and down the stream it's it's fine. Um, but what's very very interesting about all of the rocks in there is that the rocks look too perfectly shaped. You can go online, you can find plenty of things. Uh, about this, particularly on YouTube. There was a Russian woman, I can't remember her name, but she she did a wonderful analysis in 2010 about how what you're looking at on Google Maps from an aerial view, particularly with a couple of uh, rivers or valleys in Antarctica and other places, you have these enormous semicircles or circles that are just carved out of the landscape. And scientists tell us, oh, this is natural erosion. What happened here is a river ran through it and, uh, like millions and millions of years ago, and uh, it just wore down the rock over and over and over again, over course of a million and this is how it ends up. Well, I, I, mm, she makes a very, very strong argument to say, no, what you're actually looking at, in a lot of cases, not all, but in a lot of cases, what you're looking at, is a remnant of a mining operation that took place hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years ago. Now, could you imagine if that theory was proven? Could you imagine how many people would be up in arms? Could you imagine all of the industry dollars, the funding dollars, the research dollars that are all of a sudden thrown to the wind and scattered to the four points of the compass? Could you imagine all of the industry that would just go exactly exactly if that is proven then the whole thing goes sideways and all of a sudden you have a lot of people on the planet earth that suddenly realize they are significant and the people that have been telling them that they're not that they're just humans that they're just mistakes are all of a sudden put out on the streets, and they are told, hey, numbnuts, why did you lie to us for centuries? And the jig is up. Anyway, so it, it, obviously not all of these um, these landscapes are— artificial mining uh, and mining the remnants of mining operations and she says well the reason why you see erosion now is because these mining operations happened hundreds of thousands of years ago so yes of course if you do this a hundred thousand years ago and you don't touch it again then nature is going to take it over so yes you're going to see a certain level of natural erosion but the original shape is not natural the original shape is part of something else part of a civilization that was here Uh, for a very, very long time. And many, many people validate this. One person in particular is Michael Tellinger. Michael Tellinger says that basically the earth was colonized and the earth was used to mine gold. This makes a lot of sense to mine gold. All of a sudden, if you have that concept in mind, that, hey, earth has been used for nothing more than a resource operation, for nothing more than to get gold and natural resources out underneath from underneath the dirt, then it all makes sense. Think about it. Why is gold so valuable to a human being? It's not. Can you eat with gold? Can you eat gold? You can eat with gold. I'm sure you can. You pull up a plate and you put a piece of gold next to you, and there you go. You have dinner. But does that make sense? No, of course it doesn't make sense. You can't mate with gold. I'm sure you can jerk off with it or diddle yourself with it, but if you if you know you put your heavenly fluids all over it, nothing happens. You, you wipe it off, and it's about it. But your day wouldn't be any different whether you had 10 tons of gold, well, 10 tons of gold next to you, and no one else around you, or no tons of gold next to you. Right? The only reason why gold is valuable is because we've been programmed to believe that gold is valuable. And the whole financial system is based upon gold. So if the financial system was not based upon gold, it's just another rock. Kind of makes sense. Going back and digressing like a drunk mental patient. I hiked this canyon and all I can think about is the presentation that this russian girl gave on youtube about how you're looking at ancient mining operations and you can see pictures of the grand canyon you have cliffs and 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 these formations that are just flat they're sheer cuts they're just completely flat and you're telling me a river did this A river came rushing by for millions of years and and, and created a completely flat surface for hundreds of feet tall, for hundreds of feet in either direction, thousands of feet in, in some cases in either direction, completely flat. Doesn't make sense. So I saw those same kinds of formations, completely flat surfaces, and then all of a sudden they stop and you have piles of rocks and it looks like those rocks are naturally eroded but then you got these flat surfaces it looks like somebody just took a guillotine to these and then of course and i've brought this up many many times one day i'll do a, a show on it the, the phoenix is surrounded with a ring of boulders and if you drive off from phoenix to san diego you will drive through a mountain range full of these same kind of boulders and these boulders are enormous they fit together way too perfectly they're, they if you look at them you think yeah, okay fine they're bold. but then if you really look at them if you take if you take a very very discriminating eye to these boulders you suddenly see what's there these boulders fit together it's almost as if they formed something all at once like it was one big giant rock and then all of a sudden something happened Bam! You have these cracks that don't that fit perfectly together, and you've got uh, these 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 posts and lintels. You know these these um these two these two rocks. Basically, Stonehenge. Stonehenge is a post and lintel system. You've got two stones on either side, and you've got something that goes on top, and then you've got this this arch right. That's a post and lintel. You've got those kinds of formations, and you see them all throughout Sedona. I hiked Sedona a long time ago, uh, about a year ago, a year, long time, I guess, um, and I found a handprint in a rock with lichen all over it. This wasn't a normal handprint. This handprint was enormous. This would validate something along the lines of a very, very giant race of human beings that lived within the area, and you can find mythology all about that with the uh, giants that lived within Arizona. Uh, you know you, you can look up the Smithsonian Institute and, and all sorts of researchers from the 1890s, 1910s, 1920s, probably the 1880s, whatever. Uh, they found enormous skeletons of human beings and covered it all up. They took it back for research and never released it again. I believe Ecuador actually put A giant on display in one of its museums. It's right there. You can go and visit it. I don't know how tall the person is, but uh, you you can visit it. Let me look it up right now. But uh, as I'm hiking through this whole canyon, I'm noticing on the sides that, you know, you've got the stream that runs or the creek that runs down the middle of it. And then on either side, you've got these semicircles. And it looks almost like a lava tube. Imagine if lava just, just just cut through this area or rushing water really cut through something. You get this round hole and this, er- and, and this erosion. But the thing is this. The way the rocks are, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't seem natural because the rocks— you can look at the strata of the rocks so the way the rocks are stacked in this creek and and has, they, there's a there's a line of this strata that comes up from the bottom right So if you're looking at it, it comes up from where the creek starts at the at the base of the creek and then it comes up in a, in, a, in, a, in a, about a 45 degree angle so you've got these lines of rocks that come up at a 45 degree angle and then all of a sudden they turn down. And they go back into the creek, almost as if a drill bit had moved through the area and created this strata. So you see these semicircles of strata that just come up from the creek and down into the creek. And they go in opposite directions on both sides. So imagine this. If you put your arms out in front of you and you move your left arm from the left to the right in a, in a circular motion, and you move your right arm from the right in a, to the left in a circular motion, You've got two, essentially, two motions that meet in the middle every so often. You're, you're making two circular motions. That's what this looks like. On either side of the canyon, you've got two counteract or contra something, contra direction, directional, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. You've got two bit, two sides of this ca- of this creek, and they're moving in opposite directions. The rocks are moving in opposite directions this doesn't make sense to me that doesn't seem natural how could a stream have two forces that move on, in opposite directions that naturally erode something it doesn't make sense so th- i'm going to end it here but i'm going to continue down this road because i did find some interesting things across the state and i'm going to talk i was going to talk about politics i was going to talk about how a whole bunch of people were upset about trump and uh, not upset about Trump, but, uh, upset about Mueller and in his investigation. It's particularly with Rosenstein, who's in charge of the investigation, but he keeps throwing a monkey wrench into things. He really doesn't want this investigation to end. But I got sidetracked into things that are much more interesting, in my opinion. Uh, that'll be it for part one of the Cafe American podcast. I am Chris Michaels, and I will be right back with part two.